A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining us here on another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards, and I'm so glad you're with us on the program today. We're going to be talking about uh, an issue <clears throat> excuse me, that's coming up in Colorado, but uh, could very well be coming to a, uh, a, a community near you as well. Before we get to that story, however... With the political pressure on the left and the woke mob that is the Democrat Party these days, our society has ultimately become controlled by the cancel culture elites. Just look what they're trying to do with Joe Rogan right now. Since when of the founders of the Constitution, the American flag, when guys like Dr. Seuss and other things become anti-American, there has never been a better time in our nation's history to stand up against this woke mob and fight back. And you can do just that with this exclusive offer that I'm giving to my listeners and viewers for a limited time only. Now is your chance to win a signed picture by President Trump himself. That's right. Not only will you be taking a stand against the radical left, you'll be entering to win a piece of history. All you have to do is text the word TRUMP to 55404 today to enter. That is T-R-U-M-P to 55404. And you can join the millions in standing up for President Trump and canceling the radical left once and for all, paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. All right, now let's uh, turn our attention to today's uh, a big topic. You know, last year in Colorado, one of the things that Democrats did in the wake of the uh, Boulder shooting at the King Super Grocery Store, which happened about a week after a judge declared that Boulder's ban on so-called assault weapons was uh, illegal, right? One of the things that the Democrats in control of the state legislature in Denver did last year was they said, okay, well, let's let's make it legal. And so they got rid of the state's firearms law and basically told localities, you can do whatever you want, whatever gun control laws you want to put on the books, go for it. Now, now that not only absolves the Democrats at the state level from having to take a stand on things like banning so-called assault weapons, they already have a ban on magazines in Denver that they passed in 2013, but they get to now say, uh, not our issue, we're, we're leaving it up to the localities, right? So they get to duck the issue while proclaiming themselves Common sense gun safety champions. Mm -hmm. Now, since they did this, we have not actually seen a lot of cities in Denver, excuse me, a lot of uh, communities across the state of Colorado take advantage of this and impose new gun control laws. Boulder is probably going to bring back their ban on so-called assault weapons next month. They're waiting until the anniversary of the King Shooper shooting, I guess, for maximum emotional impact, because if this were truly must pass desperately needed legislation, you'd think they'd want to get on the books as soon as possible and not wait for some emotionally evocative date. But that's not what they're doing. But there are residents of another Denver suburb who are encouraging now the city council to either uh, use the existing law, which I don't think is possible, or to change the law in order to shut down a gun shop. A shop that right now is operating out of an individual's private home, which, by the way, is perfectly legal. As the uh, Denver Channel reported, for the last 50 years, Sandy Carson and her family have called Greenwood Village home, but for her, that peace was recently shattered. Recently, she says, I was beginning to see myself somewhere else because I discovered that there was a gun business so close to me, adding that she's upset that the sales are happening in the neighborhood instead of a store. Now, first of all, a couple of things. Sandy Carson's peace was not shattered because there's been no issue with the gun stores other than neighbors like Sandy learning that the gun store exists and are there 
and now they're freaking out about it, right? That's the only thing that's changed. The store's been there. It's the fact that Sandy Carson just learned about it that has her so upset. Jason Pratt says, we've been here coming up on five years. He says, I'd like him to come by and see how I operate and see the discretion. He says, everything he does is legal. He welcomes neighbors who are concerned. But uh, Tomcat Tactical is on the up and up. And he says a recent petition to close down the store is unfounded since he is fully licensed and following all laws to operate. Yeah. Now they've, they've, they've got their circulated petition trying to shut down the store. What does the petition look like? It looks like this. The house down the street is a gun shop? Seriously? Greenwood Village, they write, is a wonderful place to live. Yeah, except for the nosy neighbors. We have some of the loveliest and safest homes in Colorado. Our residential neighborhoods are excellent places to live and raise a family. We even have speed bumps on our road to slow down traffic and to keep our children safe. But a home on a quiet residential street publicly advertises and sells a long list of firearms. Oh, Yeah, and they're doing so legally. And frankly, they're complying with all state, local, and federal laws in doing so, and there hasn't been an issue, so what is the issue here? Well, this is not a collector selling guns as a hobby out of his basement, says the uh, flyer. This is a full-on gun store with handguns, hunting rifles, shotguns, assault rifles, and ammo operating out of a house at the end of a cul-de-sac. Oh my god, he even has all the parts you need to assemble your own AR-15. These self-assembled guns, commonly known as ghost guns, require no background check. So here's the thing. If you're that freaked out about these products being made available for sale, do you care? Do you really care that they are being legally and lawfully sold from a house in a cul-de-sac or on the nearest commercial street a block or two away? Does it really make that much of a difference to you if what you're really bothered about are the products being sold in the first place? They say it's not about the guns. They say. The petition to try to uh, force this gun shop closed says, oh, let's put this into perspective. Take guns out of the question for a moment. If this was a marijuana business operating out of a... uh, a uh, Greenwood Village residential home. Would you support that? Of course not. Which is ironic because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that there are more unlicensed and illegal marijuana businesses operating out of homes in Greenwood Village than there are legal licensed FFLs operating out of their home. Guarantee it. There are already more people illegally selling drugs in Greenwood Village than people selling uh, guns legally from their homes. It just is what it is. But, uh, you know, it's a very nice place to live. They have speed bumps. Uh, what are they asking for? Well, they say our petition to Greenwood Village is to enforce common sense and to have the owner move his business out of our neighborhood to a legitimate place of business. Where he is, is a legitimate place of business. He is allowed to operate his store from his house. It is a legitimate place of business. They write, there are many legal, safe places to operate a gun shop in Colorado. An older home on a quiet residential street is not one of them. Why not? I mean, it is legal. 
And he's been operating the store for five years without issues, so I would say that it's safe as well. There is nothing illegal. There is nothing unsafe. There is nothing immoral about uh, Tomcat Tactical operating out of Jason Pratt's house there in Greenwood Village. What there is are a bunch of neighbors who are offended by this and who are now empowered uh, by the removal of the state's fire and preemption law into trying to shut Jason Pratt down. Jason Pratt, by the way, says he's not at a point where he can move to a, you know, brick and mortar retail location. Volume of sales isn't that high. He's, he's you know, he's he's not he's not there yet. Maybe one day, but he's not there yet. And this is the best option for him right now. He's not breaking the law right now. But again, at least some of Jason Pratt's neighbors would like to change that to turn him into a criminal and prohibit him from engaging in the lawful commerce in arms that uh, right now is at least helping to put food on the table. Uh, we're going to keep our eyes on this because if this is happening in Greenwood Village, A, it might be happening to uh, other home-based uh, gun dealers in Colorado. And more importantly, with preemption under attack, not just in Colorado, but in states across the country, I mean, this is a big issue for the gun control lobby right now is removing firearms preemption protections. This is another issue that could come up uh, more and more frequently. So we're not going to let this go. Uh, in fact, we might be reaching out to a Jason Pratt, see if we can get him on the uh, show. Sounds to me like he's trying to be a good neighbor, but not to the point of uh, bending the knee and uh, getting rid of his legitimate legal business that, uh, by the way, uh, itself is helping to ensure that the people of Greenwood Village can continue to be safe inside their homes. All right, right now, though, let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a case out of New York where a, a teen rapper charged with shooting a New York police officer is in custody again. It's time for allegedly violating probation, although there are real questions as to why he was released in the first place. So 16-year-old Cameron Williams, uh, stage name C. Blue, allegedly shot a New York police officer uh, back in uh, January 18th. Um, shooting this 27-year-old officer, he was hit with assault and weapons charges in that case. He was allowed to post bail and uh, allegedly um, used his advance from Interscope Records to pay uh, his bail money. He gets out, and uh, now he's been picked up again and sent back to the Crossroads Juvenile Center in Brooklyn because the gun that he used, or allegedly used, to allegedly shoot the police officer... Possessing that gun, allegedly, violated the terms of his probation from another gun case back in 2020, in which uh, Cameron Williams received probation. Yeah. New York Post wonders uh, why he wasn't hit with the probation violation when he was in custody actually following his arrest. It is a very good question. The uh, Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Lynch has some questions, too. He said, we're glad that a cop shooter's back off the street. But this revolving door for a repeat gun offender makes no sense whatsoever. He said it should be clear to every New Yorker that our justice system is broken in many places. Our lawmakers need to prioritize fixing it above anything else. 
I would agree with that. I don't know if Patrick Lynch and I would agree on what these specific issues are. But one thing, honestly, that I have a real problem with, under New York law right now, let's say you are 26. You're not 16 like Cameron Williams. You're 26 years old. You don't have a carry license. But you are not a prohibited person. You're not. Um, uh, you're, you're legally allowed under federal law to possess a firearm. You just don't have your state mandated license to either keep a gun in your home or a license to carry. But you're not legally prohibited from 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 getting one. It's just that the state doesn't hand out licenses to carry. Right. You have to show your special. You have to show your unique. The average citizen doesn't possess the ability to get that mandated permission slip to carry a firearm. So what happens to that 26 year old who could carry under the constitutional carry laws of more than 20 states without a permit? Well, in New York, if he's found without a permit, he's arrested. He's charged with a violent felony offense. He's looking at three and a half years in prison. Right for possessing a gun that he's legally allowed. He doesn't have the permission slip because the government doesn't hand him out to average people. Meanwhile, a guy like Cameron Williams, 16 years of age, or let's say 14, the first time he's arrested in illegal possession of a firearm, his case goes to family court. And he's given a slap on the wrist and he said, Cameron, don't do that. This is a bad road for you to go down. We really want you to change your ways. Please stop. Go talk to your probation officer, you know, stay on the straight and narrow, and that's it. And then two years later, when he's arrested, charged with a much more serious crime, the court system still says, Cameron, what did we tell you a couple of years ago? And now you're back here again, and now you're accused of shooting somebody? (sighs) Well, now we're going to have to get serious with you. Now we're not just going to let you out on your own recognizance. I mean, now you've made the papers. Now you've made headlines. You shot a cop, Cameron. So now you're going to have to post $25,000, right, of your $250,000 bail. Or maybe the whole thing. Good thing you signed a record deal, isn't it? All right, kid. Pay up the money. We'll see you in a little bit. Again, when does the system get serious on juvenile offenders? It seems to me things are backwards in New York right now. If you're 16 years old, you're not legally allowed to possess a firearm under any circumstances. Much less use that gun in the commission of a violent crime, you get a slap on the wrist. If you are an adult and you are legally eligible, at least under the Constitution, to exercise your right to keep and bear arms, but you don't have the government permission slip, there's no slap on the wrist. No. At that point, again, it's a violent felony offense with the potential of years in prison. New York gets it backwards. And there's, look, it, it, there's no uh, 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 a real mystery or puzzle as to why juvenile crime is on the increase, because the consequences are so light. Yeah. Now, I hope, I hope that the Supreme Court, in its pending uh, Bruin case, is going to uh, at least correct part of this issue uh, by ensuring that adults who are not legally prohibited uh, from possessing a firearm have the means to lawfully do so in New York. The other issue, the the light on, uh, well, just the, 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 the soft sentences for these juvenile offenders, that one I think is, uh, that, I think that issue is going to linger in uh, New York for quite some time. All right, today's armed citizen story. 
from Oklahoma, Constitutional Carry, Oklahoma, by the way, where a homeowner in Choctaw County in the uh, southeastern part of the state shot and killed an intruder, according to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. This was late Thursday night, uh, east of the town of Hugo, Oklahoma. The uh, intruder identified as 29-year-old Lonnie Cole. The homeowner has not been uh, identified, at least publicly. OSBI says there was an altercation uh, between the two men, which uh, began when the homeowner uh, came back to his residence and found the uh, intruder inside. Shots were fired by the homeowner. Uh, Lonnie Cole uh, pronounced dead. No arrests have been made. Uh, investigation does continue, but again, at this point, it looks like a case of self-defense. We will let you know if anything changes. Uh, and finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to really, uh, certainly, uh, if not save the life of a middle school student, certainly save the health of a middle school student. This was in the town of Northeast Maryland. And you can see this crossing guard, actually a member of the Northeast Police Department, uh, Corporal Annette Goodyear. Uh, this is a, literally about a split second before that black car runs into Goodyear. The student is in the process of being basically uh, uh, thrown across the street to get her out of the way of that vehicle, which then clipped Corporal Goodyear. Uh, she suffered minor injuries, thankfully is going to recover. The uh, driver of the uh, vehicle cited for a number of traffic infractions. The middle school student, middle school student is okay. Uh, but just a reminder, you know, the, the, the flashing school zone lights, they're there for a reason. Pay attention to what you're doing when you're driving down the road, especially if it's rainy and the streets are slick. I'm glad that nobody was hurt here. Uh, but uh, things could have been, again, uh, very different were it not for the uh, quick thinking and fast actions of Corporal Annette Goodyear from the Northeast Maryland Police Department in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. And that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, don't forget to check out the website, bearingarms.com, throughout the day for even more news that you need to know about when it comes to your right to keep and bear arms. If you like what you see, we always encourage you to become a VIP subscriber. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code gun rights, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. Now, not only will you be supporting the independent pro-Second Amendment journalism that you have come to appreciate from Bearing Arms, but we're going to give you special content you won't find anywhere else. News stories, analysis, access to our VIP Gold live chats, a very VIP Gold member, uh, all of that awaiting you again at bearingarms.com slash subscribe. We'll be back here tomorrow with more Bearing Arms Cam and Company, but until then, be well, be safe, and be free.